Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 8. No man has power over the wind to contain it, so no one has power over the day of his death. As no one is discharged in time of war, so wickedness will not release those who practice it. It's really cool to think about what, what you write in the book about how the Old Testament perspective could not have imagined Jesus Christ coming along. Like it says here, no man has power over the wind to contain it. So no one has power over the day of his death. Well, like you write, actually, Jesus came along and he showed from the boat. He had power over the wind and he had power over the day of his death in his resurrection. And then there's a there's a third thing here, not just the wind, not just nature and not just death. But then the last thing here is as no one is discharged in time of war, so wickedness will not release those who practice it. Well, there again, Jesus Christ has released us from evil and sin and wickedness and its effects on us in his death and in his resurrection because he's taken the curse of all of that, the punishment of all of that upon himself. So I can't help, like like you did when you wrote the devotional, I can't help but think of Jesus. <laughs> And how Solomon, it'd be awesome, wouldn't it, to go back in time and say, Solomon, you're not going to believe this, but (laughs) all of these things you're writing about will be reversed in Christ. So uh, I wanted to, hold on, I had, I wanted to respond to what you were saying. Okay. So I have a bit of a question. Um, have you ever had to deal with somebody who is is so caught in sin that they they simply cannot accept the gift of God through the Holy Spirit? I mean, they they I mean, they, they, the sin has so captured them that they're that well, they're, to... they're given the opportunity through prayer and everything else, but they mm-hmm. actually reject it. Two, two stories come to mind of very, very, very old men who lived through World War II as um, soldiers. Um, one was my wife's grandfather, who, you know, every time you shared the gospel with him, he died before I, I met my wife, but I heard these stories through my wife's uh, brother. When you shared the gospel with him, he would say, no, I, I'm sorry, I cannot be forgiven. You don't know what I did in war. I did horrible, horrible things. And then uh, more recently, Pastor David was ministering to somebody very old who, who said the same thing. Uh, that person, though, I think did receive the gospel before he died. I don't know if Nancy's grandfather did, but the, the resistance was so strong. It's a little bit different than what you're asking. You're asking if somebody is like currently caught in sin and, and so they can't, they can't get out of it and, and actually receive. Um, for the most part, other than those two examples I just gave... When I do encounter people totally caught in sin or totally whatever, life is such a mess, they, there is an openness by the Holy Spirit to receiving the forgiveness of God like a absolutely wondrous revelation. So the, the vast majority of the time people do receive it, um, but in those two cases that came to mind, it's a little bit, a little bit more complicated. Yeah, the opening is the fact that you're talking to them. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In other words, they may be extremely resistant for a hundred different reasons, but they're engaged with you, 
on the on the issue of life and death, essentially. And uh, you know, I mean, the accumulate. I've talked about this a hundred times. Sin accumulates. It's not uh, a one-off. It accumulates, and not confessing it makes it worse because it mm-hmm. metastasizes. It if if it's singular, it just then spreads as if it's like a cancer. And uh, so the accumulation of sin simply means that the weight against rejecting it and accepting Christ has grown very heavy. And it makes the, you know, convincing somebody that it's, a, you know, it's the God is calling them uh, much more difficult, I think, mm. psychologically. <laughs>